Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Ultra Confusion interview. This time we have... Jimmy Sanders from Mythica Gaming. And how long has Mythica Gaming been in uh, existence? So, in November 1st, 2014, I said, you know what, I feel like making a card game for the first time ever. Um, no particular backing in that. Uh, in, uh, around that time, a friend of mine, an amazing artist, uh, Denai Kitiwatana is his name, said he's interested in doing some art w with me for it. And so we started working on a game, Legends of Draxia. Um, in 2015, we got a prototype made. We uh, ran that for at conventions, did a Kickstarter for it, got funded. And in 2016, I manufactured for the first time, sort of st starting the foundation of Mythica Gaming. Um, it was a very weird, surreal experience, having uh, a thousand copies of a game sitting in your living room 14 months after you say, hmm, I think I'm going to make a game today. Um, so pretty much 2016 is when I started designing games beyond just the Legends of Draxia game here, um, with a variety of other ones. Uh, what else? So you already gave us uh, the, the name of one of your games. What other games do you have so showing off at this? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, so my other games. So uh, I've already designed the first expansion, the Corrupted Mana expansion for Legends of Draxia. Um, so the Legends of Draxia, first of all, is a two to six player resource management card game. It's about a half hour, 45 minute play time. I'd say ages 10 and up, although I've had six and seven year olds play it real well. So nice introductory gateway game, if you will. Um, the Corrupted Mana expansion adds a PvP screw your neighbor element to it. And uh, we just recently finished um, that one. So that'll be actually um, Kickstart fulfilled shortly. And it'll be on Amazon in probably about two months, my guess. Um, in addition to that, I have another game that is called Fates of Madness that I have just recently finished, and it is currently being shipped. Uh, that one is a one-to-five player cooperative RPG card game with a gothic horror element to it. Uh, that one uh, is being shipped currently, so in about probably two to three months, we'll have that one up on Amazon and available for play and purchase. Um, in addition to that, I've got a couple other expansions for both games lined up. Um, I've got a half dozen other games in varying levels of prototype development. Uh, and I've also written an RPG system that's on my website, uh, mythicagaming.com. So with all these different games, what, what has been your inspiration to actually start creating these games and utilizing your imagination? Okay. Uh, so pretty much my entire life, I've been a lifelong gamer, played video games, read comic books to a little bit, um, played a lot of D&D uh, and stuff like that, um, some board games and card games. Um, after college, moved back home, and I was, wanted something to do. I was getting kind of bored, and so I said, you know what, let's just make a game. Um, and once I did one, um, the creative aspect of my personality, I guess, really started to come out. Um, I always GM, so I always like, ran my own home sessions. Um, and now it's sort of a way to put all my creative thoughts and energies towards creating games and worlds for other people to experience, which has been uh, very re rewarding. So what advice do you have to uh game developers or makers who are trying to maybe put together their first game? So my rule of thumb, the golden rule to me for game design is depth, not complexity. So you want a game that is very um, deep. You want to have an immersive experience that engages players and has a lot of fun, um, makes it feel like what you're doing is actually what the cards are saying or what the dice are doing. Um, now that you want to be careful because Sometimes being that immersive experience, you tend to throw in more mechanics, more cards, more exceptions, trying to make that so complicated so it like really simulates that perfectly. The problem is when you add in so much um, extra pieces, extra exceptions, extra rules, um, it tends to bog down a game. And so I see a lot of people when I'm out at conventions 
demoing games that they pull out their game and it's got all these little pieces and all of these extra rules and instead of cleaning it up, they just add an extra rule to make an exception. And so you don't want a complicated game that makes it hard to teach, hard to play. You want a nice intro game. Uh, maybe if you're a well-established company, sure, you can do a more complex, heavy game. But uh, for, to start out, I highly recommend nice, clean, simple gameplay with as immersive depth as possible. So it's clear that you've run successful Kickstarter campaigns. So what is your advice for individuals who are trying to not only make their game, but try to uh, run a Kickstarter for it? Okay, uh, there's huge amounts of information out there for uh, doing Kickstarters, and I highly recommend anybody that's going to do that uh, go beyond my general suggestions. Um, general rule of thumb for Kickstarter things. Uh, first of all, make sure you've got a really solid um, art asset image that's the like frontage piece that people click on. Having a video is great, but the very first thing somebody sees when they're scrolling through Kickstarter is, hey, that's an image with the name and title. If they don't click on the image name and title, they're not going to even look at your video or look at the rest of your page. So I think that's probably the most important when somebody's scrolling through, that has to catch their eye. Um, other sort of warning things when you're doing Kickstarter stuff to really pay attention to, uh, shipping costs have gone through the roof the last five years. Um, they've increased by easily 25 to 50% across the board, if not more. So when you're doing shipping costs, before you launch a Kickstarter, look that up very carefully because you can get screwed out of hundreds, if not thousands of dollars if you're not careful. So watch that, just a helpful warning. So I've heard that you've gone to several conventions to show off your game. So ballpark estimate, uh, how aggressive uh, are you showing your game? How many conventions are you going to? So my ballpark estimate, I go to about between 15 to 18 conventions a year. Um, now this is me being very uh, aggressive, so to speak, and the I'm out there hitting the ground, grassrootsing it, meeting as many people, promoting it, um, creating my own image. Um, and uh, when I'm, uh, I guess this works really well into why do I do this? Um, and for the, as the previous question said, uh, for anyone that's an aspiring game designer, um, I have three basic paths. It's sort of a business model plan that I don't recommend everybody necessarily do what I'm doing. Um, do it if you want, and it's great fun. But you've got three basic paths. You've got the serious independent business owner company, that's what I'm doing, where I run around and I'm creating a business. I'm paying sales tax, I'm paying people to ship business things, I'm doing accounting, all the whole nine yards. It's a lot of work, serious full-time job. Then you've got a variety of other uh, options. You've got the hobbyist. That's somebody that just sits down, makes a game on the side, maybe puts a few hundred dollars in here or there, has a regular job, and periodically just puts something out. You might do a Kickstarter, you just fulfill exactly what you need, and you don't really do a lot with it. Um, that's probably the best avenue for most people that want to just make a game. Um, trying to properly monetize it becomes a much bigger, more complex thing and a lot of time consuming, and you can spend a lot of money without seeing any return, so be careful about that. The third option, um, which actually a lot of the industry does, is be a professional game designer working for other companies. And the best way to do that is you create prototypes. You might have some art assets, but don't pay a whole bunch for it. And you go and pitch those to other bigger companies, the Rio Grands, the AEGs, the Fantasy Flights and things. And you go to like one or two conventions a year to the big ones where you've got things like Gen Con and stuff where they've got um, publisher speed dating essentially, where you sit down and you pitch your game to somebody and then five minutes later another publisher comes over and you pitch your game to them. Uh, and that way you can get a lot of exposure to publishers. They might pick you up. 
Um, if they do, usually you get like two or three percent of the MSRP when they manufacture it. Uh, that way you don't have to deal with all of the high-end business stuff. You don't have to ha hire artists. You don't have to deal with manufacturing. Um, so if you're really passionate about game design, that's the way you should do it. If you're really passionate about creating your own brand, then you do what I'm doing, which is uh, a lot more work in some regards. So with all that said, where could people find out uh, more about your games and future games that you're, you've got on the horizon? Uh, yeah, so like I said, uh, mythicagaming.com, so M-Y-T-H-I-C-A gaming.com is my company's website. Um, we have a fair amount of content there, including a free RPG system that I designed. So if you like having a highly customizable and flexible system that's easy to learn, um, feel free to check it out. It is still an alpha. I'm not uh, finished with it. It's still, still under development. Um, I've got a little bit of lore stuff on that website. I'll be uh, posting more stuff to it in the next couple months. Um, and uh, I've got a whole bunch more projects that'll be uh, coming out uh, hopefully this year, and if not this year, it'll definitely be next year. Um, and we definitely have things like Facebook and stuff, so feel free to follow us on that. Um, I think that's the standard social media ways we do things. Well, awesome. Uh, I'd like to thank you for the time that you've given, and uh, uh, the best of success in the near future. Uh, thank you.